This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Okay, so it's kind of been a weird week around the NHL. It's been a weird week around this program. Kind of been a weird season, too, hasn't it? You know, I know that uh, basketball, football, baseball are a lot more drama-filled than hockey is. But doesn't really feel that way this season so far, does it? And we're not even a quarter of the way through, as I've been mentioning the last couple of days. That will be Florida-Toronto. That will be the quarter mark. That is next week. Um, but there's been a lot of drama uh, around the NHL. It seems as if uh, every day is a crisis somewhere. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Edmonton Oilers, and we will continue to do so. Today they'll face off against the Washington Capitals in that ongoing saga. 15 games on the board on this uh, Black Friday stateside. Hope uh, all of our neighbors south are enjoying a lovely Thanksgiving, which extends much past the day itself and right into the weekend. Um, Man, Americans love their Thanksgiving. Love it. Uh, So 15 games on the go around the NHL today. Uh, As I mentioned today, not just uh, this evening, at 1 o'clock Eastern in just one hour's time, you will be able to dispense with my nonsense and watch the Detroit Red Wings and the Boston Bruins, the New York Rangers, and the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Carter Hart gets a start there for the Flyers. Igor Shosturkin um, for the New York Rangers. Uh, also coming up at 2 o'clock this afternoon, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs facing off against the Chicago Blackhawks. And I know what you're saying. There's always drama around the Toronto Maple Leafs, yes. And there is also drama and questions around the Chicago Blackhawks, namely involving Corey Perry. And where is he? Well, I'll tell you where he's not. He's not playing for the Blackhawks this afternoon. He is scratched for the second game in a row. And it seems as if there is a veil of secrecy around all of it. So I'll talk to Mark Lazarus from The Athletic. He covers the Hawks coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Elliot and I will talk about this and other NHL issues coming up here in a couple of moments. Uh, In the meantime, I want to start by mentioning a good news story. Uh, So far, the Winnipeg Jets have been a good news story, but there's a Winnipeg Jets story that's even better than their record. And that is the return of Rick Bonus. And the fact that Rick Bonus is returning now to the Winnipeg Jets and he will be behind the bench as they face off against the Florida Panthers who welcome back Alexander Barkov themselves. The Jets welcome back their head coach, which means that his wife, Judy, must be doing good, must be doing fine, must be doing all right. Uh, and that is the best possible news around the Winnipeg Jets. Um, so we'll look forward to Winnipeg and Florida tonight. We'll also look forward to Tampa and Carolina. Speaking of comebacks, looks like Andre Vasilevsky's back. Sorry, everybody. The big cat is back to uh, stake his claim as the number one netminder in the NHL, or so he hopes, and certainly Tampa hopes as well. They'll face off against the Carolina Hurricanes. And yes, Antti Ranta does get the start for Carolina. We saw him get the hook uh, in that game against the Edmonton Oilers, even though he got the win too, right? That's nice, eh? 20 minutes of work, and you still get the win? Uh, he's back, and he's starting tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lots to get to, so let's kick it off here with Elliot Friedman from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada. There is a veil of secrecy that has not yet been lifted uh, around Corey Perry and the Blackhawks Freeds. The only thing that we do know is that he's not playing this afternoon as the Blackhawks face off against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you have a, a comment on any of this or are we still waiting for more information knowing that you know at least temporarily right now none of it is coming from the Hawks? Yeah, I, I think it just would be unwise to speculate. I So I, I, I'm not going to do it. I just um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of rumors flying around, but I, I, I don't see the. Uh, I don't. I don't think it would be wise to just wildly speculate. So we'll have to see how this plays out. 
Right. Uh, and again, Hawks face off against the uh, the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs have uh, another defenseman on LTIR, and that is John Klingberg, which brings their number of defensemen on long-term injury to four. And they also have a goalie on there as well, Matt Murray. Uh, Robida Island and the talk around the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, the NHL always has a close look at all of these situations yeah. when players go on LTIR. Instead of having one eyeball on it, does the NHL have two or maybe even more eyeballs on it, considering it's Toronto Fridge? Uh, well, over the years, there's no question, and we've heard this going into GM meetings at times over the last couple of years, about you know manipulation of LTIR, um, you know, our, our teams being honest, our teams being dishonest, uh, some teams that don't have the budget to do it um, complain um the I, I don't have the budget to do it um they complain about other teams that do i mean there's always a lot of is this real or is it not um yeah uh hold on one second i'm just sending someone a text message um you know so and, and the league <laughs> got upset about it the league got upset about it at one point And they simply said, hey, um, we're going to make sure that everybody who uh, everybody who is on LTIR deserves to be there. Like, you know, when Shea Weber, the first year, um, the the first year uh, that he was out, you know, there was the time the Canadians, uh, you know, they made Shea Weber come to Montreal to do a test uh, uh, just to make sure like he couldn't play. So Mm -hmm. I, I think. Every like so like look like I've heard the same rumors as everybody else. I've talked about the same things as everybody else. Is that I don't think Klingberg is going to play again this year. But you can't make that determination until the league allows you to make that determination. And I don't think they're going to allow them to make that determination right now. Um, he's obviously got something that's gotten worse. But there, you know, he has to go through the process of deciding. You know, what's the care going to be? Is it just going to be rehab? Is it going to be surgery? You know, they, they're probably going to have multiple doctors take a look at him. So even though it, yeah. it, it appears likely that it's going to be he doesn't play again, you can't just make that determination right now. So with John Klingberg out then, and this was one of the uh, the marquee signings by Brad Treliving in the offseason, along with Reeves and, uh, and Domi and Bertuzzi, what does Brad Treliving do now? Like, at least there's some, some temporary cap space. Again, to your point, the, the, uh, the Maple Leafs are in a position uh, to say this is going to be the season uh, for John Klingberg, but there will be some cap relief. Um, what does Brad Treliving do? Like, we, we've talked from pretty much day one how he's wanted to do something with the blue line. Uh, you've made the point a couple of different a couple of different times in a couple of different places that if you look at Brad Tree Living's history, uh, when he makes deals, he always tries to grab a defenseman in said deal. Um, mm-hmm. So what do the Maple Leafs do now with uh, with those two realities, knowing that they want to redo their blue line and Brad Tree Living always grabs defensemen? Yes. Now, I think Connor Timmons is going to play today. So I, I, I think that... Um, I think that Connor Timmons uh, will get back activated. He was playing really well in the preseason before he got hurt. So that's good news for him. But yes, I I do think that they are going to look at their blue line. And I think they're going to try to do as much as uh, what they can, maybe a move or two or a couple of defensemen to help their team out. So, you know, they, like a lot of other teams, are really tied tight to the cap, uh, Jeff. And... um, 
uh, are, are really tied tight to the cap. And so the Klingberg 4.15, it buys them relief. And right now it's temporary yeah. relief, but eventually it will be permanent relief, I think. And so, um, you know, it's, it's a situation where we know that they're going to be able to do something. They've got to wait to make sure they can do it permanently. But, yes, I think they're going to do something. So 2 o'clock Eastern, the Maple Leafs face off against the Chicago Blackhawks, and one of the players now back from Sweden where he was an absolute star uh, on the ice, off the ice. I mean, on the ice, he ended the Global Series in spectacular fashion with that OT winner. Uh, charming people on television shows while he was in Stockholm. Uh, the cameras loved him. Every time someone turned a light on, William Nylander appeared, uh, it seemed. Like, I would imagine, like, Ufe Bodine, one of our favorite journalists there, would open his fridge and Nylander would pop out. Uh, that's how Nylander seemed to be everywhere in, in Sweden, or, or that's how much it seemed. W- what is the latest? You know, he, he returns on this 17-game uh, point streak. Um, he was the, the darling of the Global Series, and, you know, back with the Maple Leafs in North America now. What happens now? Like, we wonder if, you know, as every game goes on, does the price go higher, and the Maple Leafs just have to eventually say, okay, let's stop this, and let's end these negotiations, or let's end this, you know, this this price tag going up and up, but what do the Maple Leafs do now with William Nylander, who before he went to, well, since he's come back from Sweden, is an even bigger star than when he left? Oh, yeah. He, he's, um, he's, he's big. Um, um, you know, he, he's, he, he's a big stud now, Jeff. There's no question about it. And, you know, now he's, he's filming commercials. It's only going to get bigger. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's only going to get bigger. I think he was filming a TTC commercial this week, which is actually pretty smart. I have to say, I think that totally, of course. I think that's really smart. And so, I, like, look. But the thing is, like, if you're if you're the Maple Leafs and you're going to sign him, and I think they're going to try, and ultimately, I, I do believe this will get done. Ultimately. Um, you know, you can't say, well, we're going to pay you for your hockey plus your marketing. We're just not doing that. We're going to pay you for your hockey and you'll, we'll have our, you know, you'll have our blessing to do whatever marketing you want to do as long as it doesn't interfere with your hockey. Look, Matthews does it. Matthews did uh, the yeah. one betting company. Now he's like with the, with the Paul Brothers energy drink. Like, you know, Matthews yeah. does his stuff, but he still focuses on hockey. Nylander is going to be able to do that too. And um, I'm sure he's going to be uh, like, I I think it, I'm sure the lease will say, don't forget it helps that you're here, but we can't pay you for that. Well, okay. So that's a really interesting point because that's what I wanted to get to, whether it's, you know, uh, Matthews, you know, signing the deal with prime uh, Nylander and and all of his, uh, and all of his deals as well. Part of why that works is they're in a large market. Like how much? I don't think any of that is lost on these players. I don't think any of that is lost. Certainly with their agents as well. Like this is the big stage, and we always talk about advantages that you know uh, no state tax teams have, whether it's the Preds or the Stars or the Panthers or Tampa or the Golden Knights, etc. We talk about that as being an advantage because your money is going in your jeans, but. I know it's expensive to live in New York, but it's New York, man. And I yeah. know that it's uh, expensive to be a Toronto Maple Leaf, but it's 
Toronto. It's the hockey mecca, etc. I understand about the tie, the provincial tax in Montreal, but it's Montreal. It's a huge stage. Like, how much do players do you think factor those things in when they when they negotiate and come time to to sign their new deals? Um, yeah, tell me the end of that one again. How much do you think that players factor that in? when oh. they sign their deals. Like, it's one thing to just chase every nickel and every dime, and that's fine, but you can't get the same, you know, the same outside opportunities in other smaller markets that you can with the Rangers or with um, with the Maple Leafs or with, you know, whichever large market team. You know, like, I, I think, like, like, uh, like I think it, it, it factors in quite a bit. Like, you know, coming from a guy, Jeff, you you may have heard I I used to cover the NBA, but I remember when mm. when Vince Carter broke it big with the Raptors. You know, how many stories did we see about? Well, he can't play there because he's not going to be able to maximize his his earning interest. Right? He's going to have to go yeah. to the states because he you know nobody cares if, if Vince Carter plays for the Toronto Raptors and that used to really piss the Raptors off um mm-hmm. but you know I, I think the thing here is that like I think all of these things factor in taxes quality of life whether can you handle the attention or not um but the one thing I've always really felt about playing in Canada is if you play hard here you're going to be a god in your market forever. And there, it, yeah. you don't even have to win sometimes because not everybody does, but you just have to play hard and, and look like you care. And, you know, that's the thing. Like, like and Nylander, like, I, I think he can ha- – like, he's having his best season in his most important season contract-wise, and it's very clear that he doesn't care about anything that's said about him. And to me, that should only make him more valuable to Toronto because he can shut out the noise and he can play. Um, Look, there are ways to, I wouldn't say get around taxes, but alleviate that. You can set up uh, certain um, legal kind of shelters, I guess, for lack of a better term. You can have your primary residence be somewhere that's, a better tax situation. Like there's ways around this. Like some, sometimes you can't depending on where you live, but sometimes you can. And, you know, I just think Mm -hmm. for a guy like, like, but the thing is, I don't think the team can pay the premium based on like in in the non cap days, maybe you could do that. You could say, all right, um, you know, we're going to pay you because we know you're a star and we want that. But in the cap system, you can't do that. Uh, okay, off the Maple Leafs page. Um, is there anything more to add to Edmonton at this point? Like, they're playing Washington at 3 o'clock Eastern this afternoon. I mean, we've all watched all of this unravel, uh, and we've watched this this knife fall. Um, is there anything more to add to the Oilers at this point? I don't think so. Um, I, I look, look, I just think they have to get through, they have to grind their way through it, and they have to play better. Um, and, uh, um, you know, I, I just think that that's like, I, I, they're not going to make a panic trade. They keep saying that they keep saying we have to fight our way through it. And uh, I believe that that's what they're going to try to do. Like watching them the other night, Jeff, yeah, they weren't getting saves, but they were giving up glorious chances. 
Um, you know, I mean, do you want your goalies to play better? Sure, but you got to play better in front of them too. Uh, all right, uh, a couple of more things here quickly. Um, the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames are playing the Dallas Stars tonight. And the Calgary Flames, you know, regardless of that, what we just saw against the Nashville Predators a couple of nights ago, it looks like they've started to turn things around. The one thing that I wonder about, too, you look at their schedule, it's Dallas today and Colorado tomorrow. So that's a really tough back-to-back, obvious statement. Uh, and then it's back home and it's Vegas and it's Dallas as well. We talked about how difficult Edmonton's schedule to conclude the month is going to be. Ditto, and maybe even more so, for the Calgary Flames, is 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 the remainder of this week and next week going to dictate which direction Craig Conroy goes with the Calgary Flames, or is that decision already made? Um, no, I think they'll wait to see how this kind of goes. I mean, ultimately the players have say too because they've got to decide if they'll resign or not. But I do think that on uh, the Calgary wanted to see hey, you know, let's take a run at this and see where it goes. Like, they just had a really good week. Um, You know, until they lost the other night in Nashville, they had, you know, three wins and a shootout loss in their previous four games. The Nashville loss was a tough one for sure. Um, But, you know, now I I was looking through their schedule. The next 18 days, they got Colorado twice. They got Dallas twice. they um, uh, They got Vegas twice. They also have Carolina. They have New Jersey. And they have Vancouver. So it's not like uh, it's going to be an easy. Uh, it's going to be an easy run here. We're going to find out who they are, and they're going to find out who they are, and we'll see how that changes things. But you know, the one thing is, it also depends on what your players are are willing to do. And and right now, they don't have obviously have commitments from anybody. All right. Um, a couple of other things here. Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo today. Uh, a couple of things interesting with Pittsburgh. They've separated Crosby and Malkin. I mean, that power play is 25th, firing just over like 13%. Like, that is not the star-studded Pittsburgh Penguins uh, power play. Uh, Alex Delakovich gets a start. Uka Pekalukunen gets a start for the Buffalo Sabres. And Zach Benson plays game number 10. I know historically we've treated it like it's a big deal. You and I talked about this yesterday. Um, historically, we've treated the 10th game like a big deal. Oh, burning off the first year of the contract. Eh, teams kind of look at that and say, it's better for us if we burn off one year because then the counting stats won't be as good when we do the second deal. Do you have a thought right now on both these teams? Because, you know, Pittsburgh, there was a lot of expectations based on what Kyle Dubas did in the offseason, really aggressive, and expectations were high. I know they've run into injuries. Expectations were high for the Buffalo Sabres this season as well. Zach Benson has indeed provided a bright spot. Um, Benson has been really good. Um, I, I, I wonder if he's ready for the first, uh, for the full term of this. I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you, Jeff. I don't think teams worry about the 10 games anymore. I think they worry more about the 40 because 40 gets you a year towards free agency. So that is a much bigger deal. Um, you know, I, I think also, too, like I've kind of wondered if this is similar to what Wright went through last year is you, you keep them with your team. Mm. Um, you know, as, as you've mentioned before, the situation at Benton's WHL team is not great. So I could see the Sabres not wanting to send them back to that. Um, and then he goes to World Juniors, and they because the World Junior Camp starts in I think two weeks, so he goes to World Juniors, and then you figure it out after that. I could see the possibility of that. 
Um, you know, as for Pittsburgh, I mean, I just can't believe their power play. I mean, Crosby has been dynamite yeah. all year, five on five. Malkin's been great five on five, but their power play, man, it's, it's been a nightmare. And I just shudder to think of how many points the Penguins have left on the left in the cupboard because their power play hasn't been good, but Crosby and Malkin, they've been fantastic. And, uh, you know, we've got them on hockey night tomorrow night and I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, uh, the Penguins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on here on this program. Um, okay. I, w- I want to go back in the way back machine here because Rob Rossi from the athletic took us there. And he's got yeah. a really interesting piece um, at The Athletic about Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin and the headline that's getting a lot of the attention here. And I never want to critique a player for speaking his mind. And some might say this is arrogance, but uh, a lot of people will look at this and say this is the truth. Um, when Alexander Ovechkin says about him and Crosby coming out of the 0405 lockout, we saved the NHL. Now, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, and quickly, yep. I had an agent text me and say, begrudgingly, it was the CBA that saved the NHL, not a couple of hockey players. Granted, I understand that. But do you think Ovechkin has a point when he says, me and Crosby, yeah, we saved the NHL coming out of the lockout? Yes, I do. I, I do think he has a point. And you have to remember, in uh, after 94, when they had the baseball strike and the World Series got canceled, that sport was it was in a lot of trouble. And what saved it? The home run chase. Steroids. Sammy, well, it's funny because I was thinking as you said that, you could say <laughs> the, 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 the person who looks at the world half full would say Crosby and Ovechkin and McGuire, Sosa, yeah. and Bonds. The person who looks at the yeah. world half empty would say the CBA and steroids. So, you know, now yeah. we know where we, I'm the optimistic person who sees <laughs> the good in people and you're the cynical negative guy. Um, yeah. You know, that, the, that's the, the kind of guy that complains about the flavor of oxygen. That's me. Yeah. But you know, I mean, look, you're, you're not wrong, Jeff. Like the CBA played a huge part in saving the NHL and steroids was sure. obviously a huge part of the, of the home run chase. Like none of those guys are in the hall of fame. Um, and uh, that'll send me off on another tangent, but um, you know, I, I think this it's when you, when you go through something like that, like baseball went through in 94 and hockey went through in 0405, you need something in your product to make people want to come back. And the home run chase was yep. what they did in baseball and Crosby and Ovechkin led the charge in hockey. He's, he's absolutely right about that. You know, we've talked about this before and the nature of how valuable those players were to those organizations, right? How Crosby, what Crosby meant financially to the Pittsburgh Penguins and, you know, how Alexander Ovechkin, you know, completely rejuvenated uh, and made profitable a Washington Capitals team. Like, we forget how bad Washington was, how bad they were on the ice. We forget how bad they were at the cash box, like all of it. And with an individual salary cap of of 20%, uh, I've always said to myself, I don't care how much you pay Ovechkin. I don't care how much you pay Sidney Crosby. You are always underpaying them considering how much they meant to their organizations, not just on the ice, but financially as well, Elliot. Like, I know you can't offer a a piece of the team to, to any hockey player while they're playing. I understand that for the CBA. But if there's any two players that deserve a piece of what they did, it's Ovechkin and Crosby. Well, I, that's true. It's like 
There's nothing you can pay McDavid that is fair. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say that. There's nothing you can pay McDavid under the present system that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know, like he deserves to be paid whatever he wants. Um, and, you know, the same thing are with Crosby and Ovechkin. Like they deserve to pay whatever they want. And uh, they, they come, like they, they've earned it and they're worth it. You know, like people forget, you know, the, the Penguins were in bankruptcy. And, you know, Crosby helped came along and saved that franchise. The Capitals, mm-hmm. um, you know, they always had a strong uh, local fan base, but it was nothing like this. And, um, you know, you take a look at Ovechkin. When he signed, actually, I think when Ovechkin signed, he, it was the highest percentage of, of a contract of the cap. Um, it was 19%. Um, I think at the time was the record. He set a record when he did that. And, you know, he, he deserves it. Like there, it, it's that simple. And um, like, I, I'm not going to argue with his statement. I, I think when, like I said, when you go through something like that, your product has to save. And the key parts of the product were Ovechkin and Crosby. You know, while we're looking at the uh, at the league with a historical lens here, there, there's two more that I always try to point out coming out of the lockout. And we can all remember, like, everything was built. Like, a lot, I shouldn't say everything. A lot of it was built on Crosby versus Ovechkin. And a lot of us looked at that and said, well, this is unique for the NHL. Um, one, they have a different look. They have a different logo. They have a different rules package. Uh, a lot of different players are winning individual awards, and Jonathan Chichu is winning the Rocket Richard, and Carolina Hurricanes are winning the Stanley Cup. And Okay, so everything feels different here, and what worked before didn't work now, and the obstruction rules and all of that. And you know, the HBO 24-7 Road to the Winter Classic was a smash success, and that was Washington against Pittsburgh, uh, and that was a great peek behind the curtain, and everybody loved it. There's a couple of other players um, that I always try to go out of my way to mention about 0405. And are they Crosby Ovechkin? No. Uh, but they sort of exist in that vacuum right behind them. And if you go to the, the Calder Trophy uh, voting for 2006, this is the first year coming out of the lockout. Alexander Ovechkin wins a Calder Trophy. Sidney Crosby is second. Three and four is Dion Phaneuf and Henrik Lundqvist. Mm-hmm. And like Lundqvist is a Hall of Famer, Crosby's going to be a Hall of Famer, Ovechkin's going to be a Hall of Famer. You know, Dion Phaneuf is the guy. I mean, that rookie season, he scores 20 goals as a defenseman. And what were we saying about Dion Phaneuf? He shoots like McKinnis and he hits like Stevens. This is going to be the new prototypical defenseman for this type of hockey, this post lockout hockey. Do you ever thought or two on those early days of Dion Phaneuf? And because he was like, while he wasn't right there with Ovechkin and Crosby, when we looked at young blue liners joining the NHL, he was top of the list for each. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think in the second year, didn't he have like 13 or 14 goals and finished like second in the Norris voting? Mm hmm. So, yeah, he was definitely trending in that direction. I don't, I mean, Lundquist did everything he could do. Um, you know, he took to the Rangers yeah. to a Stanley Cup final. He won Vesna trophies. I don't think, but uh, it's true. Like, and and also during that year of the lockout, he had a huge hit right in the World Juniors, like in the in the final of the gold uh, medal oh. game right away. Yes, that was against uh, Ratislav Olesh. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, was, was it was it all yeah it was Olesh that he caught i think it was rotislav Olesh. i think yeah and absolutely and and the legend just grew and grew right. and grew right and it, right and and in that and in that grand in that grand forks tournament where he took runs at uh at alex ovechkin like oh yeah like fanuf was fanuf was right there with all of them yeah um a couple of moments here let me let me let me finish up with this one and i started the the show off by mentioning the good news story of the day which is the return of rick bonus in winnipeg and yeah. under scott o'neill they went nine two and two and that is that is music to rick bonus's ears i'm sure he comes back to a team that is grooving tonight they'll face off against uh, the uh, the florida panthers at eight o'clock eastern uh it's winnipeg facing off against their former coach in paul maurice and the fact that rick bonus is back means that his wife Judy is doing okay, and that is fantastic news. Do you have a thought on what Rick Bonus is walking back into here? Like this is really a great, great hockey story. The Winnipeg Jets. Well, it is. They've done extremely well. You know, like they, they and they've earned it. They've played pretty well. Um, I, I think it's interesting now. Like when you go back in there, you almost have to say, okay, what's been working? Um, you know, there. You know, when there's there's a lot of times a coach comes into a situation and the situation's not going really well and you have to implement yeah. your own things and you have to change it, right? Well, now he's coming back into a situation where things have been going well. So I'm sh- I, now I'm sure he's been communicating with Arneal and like these things don't happen sure. in a vacuum, but I'm sure he's going to ask Arneal, okay, what's been working and let's not fool around with that. And I like – that to me is probably going to be the way that bonus approaches it. Um, Tell me what you've Mm. seen. Tell me what I've missed and tell me how to keep it going. Cause that's what, you know, you you don't want to fool around with a winning formula. Hey Rick, here's the secret. Get the puck to Kyle Connor and just let him rip it all game (laughs) long. You want to talk about it? He's been doing that really well. Get get it to He's been, and that line with Nemestikov and Ehlers and Cole Perfetti yeah. has been excellent as well. Like there's there's a whole lot of goodness uh, with the Winnipeg Jets the right third now. Third line too, and I think they're Florida. trying to sign. Uh, I think they're trying to sign Niederreiter also. So that third line too is a big one. It is. Uh, things are going good. Uh, on that, we'll wrap up. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Uh, we will watch for you on the Magic Eyeball tomorrow, Fridge. All right. Take care, man. <laughs>